The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Happy Monday and welcome into another edition of Talk of Champions on this July 10th. 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. And we both write for the Old Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com and affiliate of On Three. What a busy weekend at Old Miss Sports. The MLB draft opened on Sunday and will carry on through Tuesday. Ole Miss had a couple of players, signees, drafted by teams. Two current players, Jacob Gonzalez, number 15 overall, to the Chicago White Sox and Kemp Alderman. The hard-hitting Ole Miss slugger, number 47 overall, to the Miami Marlins. But two players they were hoping to get some good luck on, some good news on, some good draft fortune. Cooper Pratt, Campbell Smithwick, they haven't been taken yet, and the third round starts today. So that's big news potentially for Ole Miss, getting two key signees on campus to potential plug-and-play day one starters. But that wasn't all. And Ole Miss football recruiting, DeMond Williams decommits. What does that mean? And then lastly, we're a week away from the annual circus that is SEC Media Days and every single representative for all 14 SEC schools, all three for each school, has been announced. Who are those players for Ole Miss? Ole Miss went pretty much straight chalk, including Quinshawn Judkins, but one kind of surprise, both me and Zach Berry. Let's get after it. Zach, how are you? Good morning. How are we doing on this fine Monday? Quite well on this Monday. I'm fired up. I'm refreshed. Had a good weekend with the family. And now we go to the lead. The biggest story at Ole Miss Sports today. Our lead story tonight. The lead. You idiot. It's the lead. The lead. The MLB draft opened on Sunday. It runs through Tuesday. Ole Miss had two of its signees picked. Xander Muth and Josh Noth were picked, and they're going to sign, and they're going to go. So Ole Miss won't have them for next year. But two players they were monitoring for this draft as potential plug-and-play day-one starters, Campbell Smithwick, Cooper Pratt, neither has been selected. Both expected already on campus, but to stay on campus. Big news for Ole Miss baseball as it builds out its roster this offseason, Zach. Yeah, um, especially, um, I guess, somewhat breaking news here. Um, I did see on uh, on Twitter 
I don't know if you've seen this or not yet, but I did see our good buddy Chase Parham is reporting that J.D. Urso is no longer uh, transferring to Ole Miss. So um, that is uh, quite the shift as uh, they were expecting a guy that had played a lot of baseball, coach's son, cerebral infielder, all that stuff, hit well. At the University of Tampa, he is no longer going to be on the Ole Miss roster. So Cooper Pratt showing up and uh, potentially being a true freshman starting shortstop is uh, is big. So he was the, um, again, like you said, I, I think everyone expected Josh Noth and Xander Muth to go day one. It was just a uh, wait and see mode to see if uh, a professional organization was going to take a shot and try to get Cooper Pratt. I had talked to several people in the industry. I talked to some people around um, Tate County over there around Magnolia Heights, that baseball program. And everybody said that they expected Cooper to go to school. You talked to him several times. Um, I guess that first conversation seemed like it was probably a year ago. It was always the sentiment that he was going to, go to school. He wanted to go to Ole Miss. He grew up an Ole Miss fan. He, you know, lives in Oxford. His parents want him to go all that, but it only takes one. It only takes one team. It only takes one check to be stroked and uh, to meet that number. But uh, it does not appear that that's going to happen. Ole Miss have been cautiously optimistic about both players for a while. They've each been on campus enrolled, going through workouts and stuff like that. And they only grew more and more confident in that optimism as the offseason wore on, they got closer to the draft. But still, recent history with Ole Miss in the MLB draft has not been kind. I think about Roman Anthony, bring him up all the time. He, like Smithwick and Pratt, was on campus, had a high number, but the Red Sox went above slot and signed him and broke Ole Miss's heart. He was a big part of the equation for last year's team, and to not have him was a blow. And then, you've, and then of course, you take into account the injuries and, and other things of that nature. But Ole Miss, I think, got the best realistic outcome, and they're not done either. Um, as I reported on the Ole Miss Spirit today, Ole Miss is down the road with Coastal Carolina left-hander Liam Doyle. Doyle was a freshman last season, struck out 69 and 56 innings, mostly out of the bullpen. So some good developments for Ole Miss baseball in what is an absolutely critical offseason. For sure, and uh, you know, coinciding with the Urso news, it's big. You, uh, you're going to have quite a battle up the middle. Uh, I think uh, Tim Samay is going to, is going to challenge Cooper Pratt. Um, he's been waiting in the wings to play somewhere in the infield. And uh, Peyton Chatagnier is gone to TCU. And now you've got uh which, I mean, I, I could see Cooper Pratt playing short, Tim Samay playing second. Um, still got Ethan Leger, uh presumably going to hold it down on the hot corner over at third base. I think Ethan Leger is going to hear his name called at some point. And he's going to sign the one player. I think that they're going to get back from last year's team that they really want to get back. Ethan Groff. Ethan Groff. Yeah. yeah. Decisions that will need to be made because but most guys have an idea of what number they're looking for. Oh yeah. They know. If they are considering coming back to college, if it's just a, Hey, I'm done with college. It's it's time to move on and chase the dream. Then typically, if the money is somewhat right, they will go like the the Ethan Leges of the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be some some guys that are kind of tweeners or on the fence, and 
if they don't get what they want, they're either going to go back to school or they're going to put their name in the portal and start looking around. And Ole Miss is um, they're really going to have to uh, really start plugging away. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to kind of take a U-turn here and go back to what you were talking about with, with the pitching rotation, because you mentioned the true freshman guys that pitched a lot and, you know, kind of thinking, I was like, who's the last like year one to year two jump. And I know you mentioned Gunnar Hoagland, but uh, like, like Drew Pomerantz was, was kind of touch and go his freshman year. You could see the flashes. You could see how talented he was. And then 2009, boom jumps. 124 strikeouts and 95 in a third innings. Big, big, big time power lefty. You know, not necessarily anybody on the roster that's going to be like Drew Pomerantz. I don't really see that happening because he's kind of a once in a generation talent there. But you need someone to take that kind of jump in year two. JT Quinn, you could see the flashes. You could see him in, in, in midweek starts. He was really showing some things. The staff clearly likes him because he got to pitch a lot as a true freshman. And then um, Grayson Sonia as well, a guy who kind of flirted with the draft a little bit coming out of high school. He was somewhat of a late bloomer, really started to really turn it on as a senior in high school. And uh, some teams took notice. But, yeah, that that's going to be – I know the game is, 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 is really all about offense now with the ball and the way it's juiced. Um, but you still have to be able to pitch. You still have to be able to get outs and Ole Miss struggled mightily to do that in 2023. So they are going to need those returning guys. I mean, what's Hunter Elliott's situation? Is he going to pitch at Ole Miss again? Is he done? You know, how's his rehab and recovery going? Can you get him back before next May? Right. Yeah. It's Cause really impact winning games. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't take a, uh, it doesn't take a, you know, 20 plus year scout to figure out that if Josh Noth and or Xander Muth had somehow not gotten drafted or just showed to campus, they were going to be on the weekend rotation without a doubt. Um, but they're not, they're gone. So what are you going to do? Is there anyone in this 23 signing class that can, that can maybe, you know, have a, you know, Grace and Sonia JT Quinn type freshman season. Um, there's some talent. There's some things to like in this class um, for sure. But um, I'm not I, – I, I plan on talking with uh, with my guy, uh, Troy Sutherland, at Perfect Game. We will have a podcast this week, talk with him about the, the signing class and, and kind of his early impressions and what he thinks um, Ole Miss could potentially have. But, yeah, a lot of question marks. And like you said, they got to hit the portal. They needed some draft luck, and they got that with Campbell Smithwick, Cooper Pratt, even a Jackson Evers who could come in and pitch for them as well. Trenton Lyons could come in and play a little bit of catcher. I mean, there are guys that they really like, and they need them to step in and contribute, especially when you're trying to fill out the starting nine for next year. Because I think for Ole Miss, and I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but they don't feel like they're as far behind as far as their roster, as maybe some Ole Miss fans think. Yeah, they're losing pretty much every one of their starting nine, except for Ethan Groff. But what I mean is they they chalk up last season to Hunter Elliott getting hurt, Josh Mallett's getting hurt. Grayson Sonye uh, had his last three best starts probably toward the end of the year. Uh, JT Quinn, they started him in the bullpen. They acknowledged that was a mistake. He should have been in the rotation from the get-go. He's a starting pitcher for them. So that's two-thirds of your starting rotation 
uh, with or without transfers or or factoring in guys like that. You know what I mean? Um, but now you have your catcher. You have your shortstop with Campbell Smithwick and Cooper Pratt. You're right. Up the middle, they got to figure that out. Peyton Chatagnier, he went into the portal. If he gets drafted, he'll probably sign. Same thing with TJ McCants. They're not coming back to this team. And he is committed mm-hmm. to TCU. Then his shortstop, I mean, on and on. You're starting to see it kind of fall into place. Andrew Fisher at third base, he's going to be like your number three hitter. If you were underwhelmed maybe by the first wave of portal activity for Ole Miss baseball, well, that's because this kind of resets the board. They needed to see what the draft was going to present to them. And I think they've gotten what they kind of expected. It would have been, you know, an, an absolute knockout if they could have gotten one of the pitchers too. But to get potentially both of these players in Smithwick and Pratt on campus is so huge for how they're forecasting it out. Because while Ole Miss was bad last year, um, Ole Miss doesn't think it was that far away. Whether you agree with them or not, they point to stuff like, well, Hunter Elliott went down. Josh Malice didn't even have him for the whole year. We're going to have those players back. Um, Grayson Sonia a year later, all that kind of stuff. Have you heard anything about Mallets wanting to sign? I think he's going to be a part of the pitching staff next year. Okay. Yeah. Somebody could take a flyer, and yeah, he could go. But it's huge um, for Ole Miss to be able to get their yeah. number two signee in Cooper Pratt. I think we we, we need to hammer that point home. Um, their top three guys – the two pitchers are gone, but Cooper Pratt expected to to show. Um, and I still think they add two to four transfers. Yeah, and then you you, you add in Fisher, um, and I, I mean I, I he's he's played sparingly, but the the word around Oxford and the program is um, Tim Samay is 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 a talented dude, and I think he could factor into the infield at some point somewhere. But Cooper Pratt's the story here. Um, when I talked to Troy Sutherland um, earlier this spring, I mean, he thinks that he's going to lock down shortstop and play there for three years and then get drafted. Yeah. Um, you know, he 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 called him a, quote, height field round one type guy. Yeah. And he's a collegiate junior. So a lot of pressure on him. Um, but, I mean, he's he's had a lot of pressure his whole life. I mean, he's been a top-rated prospect since he was a freshman in high school dominated in high school, dominated on the circuit. Um, he is every bit of the hype that Zach Cozart and Jacob Gonzalez, recent greats that played shortstop at Ole Miss. Um, that's uh, that's the big story here. Um, Campbell Smithwick as well. Um, Sutherland called him one of the best defensive prep catchers that he's ever seen. Um Really good receiver of the baseball. Um, not the best arm, but a solid arm. Well, and he comes in and competes with Will Platner immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, both of those guys could play. One could DH. I think the – there's going to be an adjustment going from Oxford High School to the SEC. Uh, Yeah, you know. Um, But I do think the hit tool is a lot better than – than some scouts have given him credit for. Um, and I think it's going to be kind of a different style, kind of a um, – I kind of give him like a little bit of a – I guess like a Nick Fortes, Henry Lartigue type bat. Like he's not going to be a power catcher hitter. Well, um, Nick Fortes was a power catcher hitter. Yeah, but he hit for average, and like I mean, he could he could run it out of the yard, but like he was more he was a very gap, I guess, but he was a very his at bats were fun to watch. Like he took professional at bats, um, 
I love Nick Fortes. It was one of the most obvious, oh, he's going to be a pro one day and play for a lot of years. Dude just hit. Yeah. He just hit. He played first. He played outfield. He got to be catcher towards the end of his career. But, I mean, the, the dude just just raked. And yeah. you're going to find somewhere to play. And he has stuck around in the bigs because of that, because he just hits. Um, that was just kind of one of those dudes that Mike Bianco and them just had to figure out a way to get him in the lineup because he was well, he just yeah. hit. And there are other guys like that, too, like Mason Morris. I mean, Judd Odomark's going to start at one of the two corner outfield spots. I think um, talking catcher, um, you know, he's inside the top 200 per perfect game. Trenton Lyons out of Memphis at Christian Brothers, um, you know, kind of a yin and yang um, with him and Smithwick as catchers because Trent Lyons is a big-time power hitter, um, really good power hit tool, um, you know, probably somebody that could get into the double digits and home runs um, as a college player. Big physical guy. Um, I think he'll probably operate inside the DH or – you know, first base role. I don't know if he can play infield at all, but, you know, that's kind of either first base or DH is kind of those type of guys, but can really swing it. Um, I think Ole Miss is excited about him. I think that's that's a name that doesn't get a ton of ton of pop in this signing class. And then um, a lot of potential um, in some guys like Gabe Smith, the right-handed pitcher out of Illinois, and then Caden Irving's the fun one. Um, two-sport guy, hell of a quarterback at, at Gaucher. But, I mean, just all the juice from the right side um, can really, really swing it. Probably going to need a year or two to get acclimated because the pitching is going to be so different. But, I mean, he is a guy that when he gets that bat through the zone and makes contact, it's going to go a ways, and it's going to be very, very, very hard. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, – Earlier in the show, you mentioned uh, Kip Alderman, and I cannot remember the the name of the baseball writer or analyst who tweeted it. But somebody was saying, you know, they grade you on like a like a twenty to eighty scale. Yeah, for like he's everything. got eighty powers, the most obvious eighty power ever. <laughs> they said they said that like the algorithm or whatever he broke the algorithm and his power <laughs> was eighty five. Um, so uh, he hits every ball one hundred and twelve. I mean, Even he the was ground outs. It's all I was gonna hard. say he's he's hitting balls as hard as Giancarlo Stanton and you know Aaron Judge and uh, Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna. He's hitting balls like like all the big <laughs> the big yeah. league players. Which I don't is know scary. if he's got a position, but that bat's gonna play. Nick Fortes, man, you, if you can hit, they'll find a spot for you. I'm gonna give you just a complete projection off the top of my head, and you tell me if this team is good enough to get back to the postseason. You ready? Okay. All right, first base, Will Furness. Who else almost added? The Mercer outfielder, Tracing Hughes, he's probably going to start. Oh, yeah, because that's – talk about a guy I can hit. He's going to be center field. Unless it's Ethan Groff. If Ethan Groff comes back, he's going to play center, and then Tracing Hughes will play one of the corners. He'll probably play left field. Okay, so let's say Tracing Hughes in left, in center, Ethan Groff, in right – Pick your guy, John Kramer, Judd Uttermark, then the other yeah. one at DH, Andrew Fisher at third, mm-hmm. Smithwick and Pratt at catcher and, and shortstop. I guess second second base for now is Tim Sime. Mason Morris could be one of the guys that hits. What if Xavier Rivas doesn't get drafted? He would be back. He would be pitching on Fridays and then backed up by JT Quinn and Grayson Sonia in year two. But is that team good enough? 
that's not bad. No, it's 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 not bad. I, I mean, not bad. You can probably get to a regional with that team. Um, just gotta have you just gotta hit like guys have to hit like yeah. Tracing Hughes raked at Mercer, hit well against Power Five pitching when he faced it. Well, that's why you add transfers, though. I mean, they're not coming in yeah. here to just compete. I mean, these dudes are Fisher, coming to start. I think Fisher at Duke is is, is going to play, and then some. No, yeah. without a doubt. I think he's like your third baseman and number three hitter, and or number two if you actually set your lineup right and put the best player, the best hitter in the best position, and that's the number two spot in the order. But he'll hit third for Mike Bianco. Is there anybody we left out in terms of a bat? Not that I'm aware. There's probably somebody that's getting yelled into the speakers of their radio right now, but not that I'm aware, not that I can think of off the top of my head. The only uh, pitcher I didn't mention is Sam uh, Takuin. Takuin? Takuin? I can't never say Tukuin. his last Yeah. Pitched last year. I mean, that's another rotation candidate, but also in the bullpen. Um, I understand where some Ole Miss fans are coming from as far as being kind of concerned because they expected Ole Miss to go in and being Ole Miss baseball, one of only like six programs in the country that can really afford to go pay for players and transfers to jump in because they were six and 24 and just sign 11 of the best players they possibly could to fill out the entire roster. I feel like Ole Miss likes a lot about his roster already, even though last year, I think they felt like last year was more bad luck than anything else. Again, I disagree. I'm sure you do as well. But uh, yeah. when you look when you look at it through that lens, when you view what they're doing through that lens, you can start to put together the pieces. You can kind of see what they're going for. And they've gotten what they wanted to out of the draft. Now, we'll see if it works. But as far as this phase of the offseason and of the roster rebuild through the offseason, and then the second portal wave is coming once the draft is over on Tuesday, I would say that they're about – where I thought they they would be. They've added some impact in the portal. They've gotten some good draft luck, and they're hoping for some year or two step-ups from guys like Sonia and JT Quinn. And if they get those things, which don't seem fantastical at all, then, yes, they'll be right back in contention to make the postseason. Good enough to go back to Omaha, win another national championship? I don't think so. But maybe. All right, we haven't done this in a while. It's Zach's recruiting attack. We're friends first and nothing can ever come between us. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Four-star Ole Miss former commitment, Demond Williams. He decommitted from Ole Miss. Arizona is now trending. Ole Miss lost. It's Kyler Murray. They've offered two additional quarterbacks. One is uh, Trevor Jackson, who I've reached out to, and he hasn't gotten back to me yet. What do we make of this, Zachary? Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. 
Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I think it's, I put it on the board over the weekend when someone asked, I think it was just a numbers game. Um, I think with the addition of Austin Simmons, um, I still think that Spencer Sanders is probably not going to be on the sidelines in the fall. Um, now he's certainly running out of time if he wants to do here's that. My, here's my thing with that. At what point do we have to start saying, I think he's going to be a part of the roster? I think going into the to the summer. Well, the July session is over in what, two weeks? Yeah, something like that. 
So and in then two I weeks, guess, we're going to be on Spencer Sanders' watch again? I guess he could seemingly do an August intercession. I, I had always heard the plan for him was to go through spring practice, see where he stood, and then he's also – the backup plan, I would. this is what I was told, was that he wants to graduate at least to where if he wants to leave, he could be a grad transfer and be eligible immediately. I've heard that too. That That's true. But let's look at it from a practical perspective here. He's got the third highest NIL deal on the team. He's married. He's a full-on adult now. Where else is he going to get that kind of money that goes away if he transfers with a similar opportunity, starting at the highest level in the SEC, just go compete in the fall? I don't know where he would go at this point. Yeah, and it could just not matter. I mean, sure, he could stay. But I still think that Jackson Dart is the guy. And if it- well, for now, that's exactly what it is. We know that he's QB one going into fall camp, but it's not like he cannot be replaced. If Spencer Sanders goes into August camp and ball out, he could win that job. It's not as if Lane Kiffin has made some grand proclamation that Jackson Dart is my guy for good on the quarterback battle. No, there's still going to be a battle come fall camp. It's not going to drag into the season, I don't think, unless. Whoever is the starting quarterback, which right now we think that's going to be Jackson Dark because that's exactly what happened in spring. He goes in the fall. If he doesn't play well, Spencer Sanders will go into the game. So I just look at it from that way, from a practical standpoint. The money he's making, the third highest NIL deal on the team, where he is in life, he's married, he's an adult, he's older. He's not going to yeah, just give up I, that money um, on the off chance that he could drop down and then maybe get drafted or something or, or go somewhere else uh, and try to learn a playbook in three weeks. I think and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I just don't I don't know. I, I feel like if it would have happened, if it was gonna happen, it would have happened by now. Yeah, my only rebuttal to that is that he could just be trying to get his degree and then right. which is totally but, fair and accurate and true. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to Damon Williams, I you know, I, I think it was just a matter of he just wants to go be the guy somewhere and not have to worry about Walker Howard, Austin Simmons, um, you know. Is Dart going to stay another year? I mean, that's the big curveball is that can affect a 2024 prospect. And look, everybody's going to have good quarterbacks. Everybody signs, you know, tries to sign a quarterback at least every cycle. Um, So you can argue, well, he's going to have to compete wherever he goes. That's very true. But man, that quarterback room is loaded right now. Um, But Austin Austin Simmons is not a factor for next year. No, 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 not in 2023. No, no, no. Um, but he's certainly going to be a factor in 2024 and 25 and 26. Um, I don't even think he's a factor for 24. We'll see. I mean, him getting to campus this early, he's still a young dude and he's going to need to grow up and mature. And that's not a knock on him. That's just, he literally has to grow up because he's so young, but um, 17 years old. I mean, he's just, he's an uber talented guy and I'm not, Saying that he's going to be better than Walker Howard in 2024, that's a little little, uh, robust of a prediction, but he's going to be a factor. Um, It will be a competition. Um, But I I think that DeMond Williams just kind of wanted to open things back up, take a look at his options, because... It's not Ole Miss is moving on here. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he says he's still going to consider Ole Miss, but I don't think he's going to go back to Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is, um, you know, he probably had a conversation with Lane Kiffin and the and the offensive staff, and and they respected that and said, hey, if you want to 
if you, if you feel the need, if you feel you, you have to open things back up to be able to look around, then do that. It's not – If they were just straight up moving on, they wouldn't go and immediately offer two more quarterbacks for the 2024 class. I think there was, a, there was an expectation that DeMond was their guy. They just – is it possible that they like those players better? Uh, I mean, it just feels a little late for that. No, I mean, I think it's just they're covering their their bases. Yeah. I mean, there's no question they they really liked DeMond Williams and they wanted him to come to Ole Miss and play quarterback. I mean, they wouldn't have recruited him hard and accepted a commitment if they didn't think so. Did Ole Miss lose the next Kyler Murray? <laughs> we'll see. Um, Is that how this works now? But the whole thing of like the timeline is pretty easy to figure out. Like, okay, he backs off, then they immediately offer two guys. They're trying to get a quarterback in this class. So I think it's they wanted DeMond Williams. He was obviously in the recruiting class. I mean, he was one of the more vocal and active recruiters for this recruiting class. Every time I talked to him, he was talking about who he was recruiting, who he was talking to, who he was trying to get to join him. Um I think the Austin Simmons thing, Austin Simmons uh, signing probably gave him a lot to think about and, um, you know, probably wanted to. And this is not, you know, I, I don't think this was like vindictive on Ole Miss's part, but I'm sure DeMond Williams felt a little slighted that they felt the need to bring in a guy in 2023 because, you know, he's like, hey, I'm I'm right here. I'm your guy for 24. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's very easy to to kind of decipher um the fine print here, he decommits and then they offer two guys the next day. So um, both things can be true. They wanted DeMond Williams. They wanted to sign him. He chooses to reopen his commitment and then they go offer two more guys because Lane Kiffin and the staff want to sign a quarterback in 2024. So Hedgney, he's been committed since April and then uh, Trevor Jackson is Uncommitted right now. He uh, has offers from Pitt, FAU, Coastal Carolina, AM, Penn State, Ole Miss, UCLA, Missouri. Got a long list. Ohio State, Florida State, Miami are giving him a long look. Ole Miss has recruited the state of Florida well. Uh, he's from West Orange High School in Winter Garden, Florida. Um, we always mention the Florida. Uh, flavor on this uh, coaching staff. They've got several dudes that recruit that state well. Um, so we'll see. Hedgney committed to TCU. Um, they've got a, uh, you know, they had quite the run a year ago. Um, that offense is appealing, obviously, to him. So we'll see kind of where things trend. Um, you said you reached out to Trevor Jackson. He responded immediately. <laughs> and then I sent the questions. And now he's going ghost on me. Well, you know, it's summertime. Yeah. Could be, you know, could be on vacation. Could be working out. Could be getting ready for senior season. Who knows? Hesney is a, is an interesting dude. Um, he was a guy that didn't play quarterback until uh, his junior year. Uh, he was a receiver in high school. And then um, he plays at Alito High School in Fort Worth. Big power program. Put him at quarterback, and then he just went off. Um, so kind of similar stature 
to uh to Demon Williams, but uh, a guy that you know like Demon Williams, monster numbers, really good quarterback, um, threw for over two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, um, just seven picks, and he ran for over twelve hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns. So um, he is capable of being that dual threat, move around the pocket, throw off platform type guy. Super athletic. Um, I think the uh, it's well, I don't think I know because they <laughs> they submitted offers, so they obviously think he can play. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and then Trevor Jackson, a little bit bigger. Um, he is uh, around 6'3, 190, 195, um, playing down in Florida. So that competition, you know, what kind of athletes they have in Florida. Um, as a junior, threw for close to 1600 yards, 16 touchdowns. <clears throat> Didn't run as much, 300 yards, six touchdowns on the ground for him. So, um, very interesting. We'll be following that. Like I said, I'll be working the phones, trying to figure out what the uh, pulse is there with both of those uh, prospects, and uh, we'll have more. Um, we'll have more for you in the coming days. I hope everyone gets excited, and understandably and justifiably so when Austin Simmons, a four-star, moves up a class, commits to Ole Miss, and says he's going to enroll. But this is the other side of it. No, yeah, I mean, and there's no you – can't, you can't knock him for wanting to look around after that. Yeah. Because um, that clock starts as soon as you get to campus, and you got to you gotta find a place where you can go and get snaps and play. Because um, so, even if you um, aren't playing, you need to be able to show whatever you have in the limited time that you're given for the next stop. That's part of it too. Yeah. Um, and I and I will say before I forget, I did mispronounce his name. It's Hoss Haney, not Hedgney. But yeah, so quarterbacks typically commit early. They want to get in that class and recruit. Haney, obviously, with TCU already. <clears throat> so it'd be a flip there for Ole Miss. And then Trevor Jackson still uh still looking around. So um I would think that Ole Miss is gonna probably try to move pretty quick here and get their guy for 24. Well, let's go around the circle real quickly before we get out of here. Around the circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. The SEC on Monday released its full list of players attending SEC media days, which is set up for July 17th through 20th. The countdown is upon us. I'm going to be honest here, Ben. I've seen who's going. Oh, shoot. Two, I think two were pretty obvious. Yeah. I when was, Sean was going, Cedric yeah. Johnson, there's a little question about Ced because of the injury stuff. And he's already gone. Right. But he's but, your he's your he's yeah. your leader. He's your presumed leader on that defense. Like yes. he is the old head. Like he is the guy. Um, I was I was shocked that no knock on on DeAndre. Great kid. Um he deserved it. DeAndre Prince going. Um yeah. I think most people thought Jackson Dart would go. Um, Maybe. Can you imagine the questions for Jackson Dart all day? It's not radio, just Radio Row. It's you walk <laughs> into the internet room, then you walk into the big room, then you walk out for breakouts with all the different – and, hey, Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders, Spencer Sanders. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons. Honestly, I mean, he may not have wanted to go. He may have said, hey, give one of the older guys, let them go. Because DeAndre Prince, like you said, he's earned it. He's been at Ole Miss. He's worked his tail off. As far as resume is concerned, he deserves it. 
Yeah, I, and we don't know. I mean, sure, we could try to ask, but they're not going to tell us who, why they picked who they picked. Honestly, I thought Jordan Watkins would have gotten to go. Yeah, dude, it would have made everybody's week if they had taken Dayton Wade because that guy is just going to light yeah. up a room and he's going to yeah. give you quote after quote after quote. Yeah, the Andre Prince is the last of a dying breed. I mean, this is a player that's been here for four years. Yeah, I will. I will be interested to see DeAndre. Like, get maybe he'll get out of his shell a little bit because he's a quiet guy. Like, he doesn't say a lot. Um, you know, he's very soft spoken. Like, he's not gonna, um, you know, very much the opposite of a Dayton Wade. Um, but that's kind of what you want. The the biggest goal for any program going into media days is to not make news. DeAndre's not going to make any news. Quinshawn you have to take, but I mean, like Quinshawn had no choice. I mean, you you got to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say DeAndre is literally a grown man. Quinshawn Judkins is figuratively a grown man because yeah. yeah. he looks even bigger than he did last year. Um, but the thing with Quinshawn is fascinating because he, we actually, as local media, didn't talk to him until the first time was the spring. This spring, all last year, set a single season almost record for rushing yards, and we have to wait to talk to him, which doesn't matter. Who cares? I'm just saying, right? He's not used to this. He's about to walk into the lion's den of ridiculousness as far as media is concerned. But he's a well, he's going to have to get used to it because he's going to be talking to the media a lot. Yeah, Um, what if you have to go to, I don't know, a ceremony in New York and sit with a few other the best college football players? I'm just saying. It could happen. Quinchon Junkins is, in my opinion, arguably the best player in the SEC this year. And he could have a real argument for being the best player in the country. Yeah, he had to go. Well, let's go through it real quick. Each team. Uh, team by team, all 14 teams. There are three representatives at SEC Media Days. And that's like you're taking your team leaders. You're taking probably your best player and then a couple of guys who, if they're not your best player, they're certainly leaders in the locker room. Okay, so Alabama, J.C. Latham, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Dallas Turner. Kool-Aid McKinstry is one of the very best players in college football. Yeah. With Quinshawn. Okay, and just an incredible name. Yes, fantastic. Arkansas, Landon Jackson, K.J. Jefferson, the Ole Miss killer, and Rocket Raheem Sanders. But Quinshawn's better. Auburn, Luke Deal, Elijah McAllister, Cameron Stutz. I don't Man. know any of those people. No. <laughs> Florida, Kingsley Igwukun, Jason Marshall, Ricky Pearsall. Nope. Georgia, Brock Bowers, awesome. Yeah. Brock Could Bowers be. might be 1A, 1B with Judkins. Kamari Lassiter, it just depends on which position you think brings more value, tight end or running back, in sure. the year of our Lord, 2023. Hmm. Kamari Lassiter, Cedric Van Prant, but then Quinshawn goes and does ridiculous things. I don't know. Kentucky, Eli Cox, Octavius Oxidine, and J.J. Weaver. No. <laughs> LSU, here's the one. Makai Wingo, Josh Williams, and Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels might be the best player in college football this year. Oh, that's a stretch. Well, Caleb Williams. Brock Bowers and Quinshaw Judkins. Jaden Daniels is good. I don't know if he's the best in college football, but he's good. I think Jaden Daniels could get into the first round of the NFL draft next year. My man's got to eat something. A little light in the pants. Have you seen Bryce Young? He looks like a -a make-a-wish kid. Yeah, yeah. Mississippi State, Jaden Crumity, Jaquavius Marks, Will Rogers. I did not know Will Rogers was still there. Holy cow. He's still there? My man needs to get a job. Good grief. So State will win seven, eight games. Will Rogers is still there. I didn't know he had another year of eligibility. I didn't know. When I figured that out months ago, I was like, how? 
How? I guess COVID. I used to ask the exact same question about Wayne Matkin. How? Say about Alex Tejada. Remember him in Arkansas? It's like he was there for nine years. So was Bumper Pool, for Christ's sake. Missouri, Chris Abrams Drain. You don't even have to know. Okay, Javon Foster, Darius (laughs) Robinson, no. South Carolina, Tonka Hemingway, great name. Holy shit. Tonka Hemingway. Good Lord. I've never heard of that guy, but geez. Senior defensive lineman. He's a senior. He's been around. Tonka Hemingway. Wow, South Carolina is taking a punter. That's such a Shane Beamer move. Senior, it is. What a Beamer move. Senior punter, Kai Kroger, is going for your Gamecocks. Amazing. And then Spencer Rattler, of course. He might just be going for the all-name media day team. Tonka Hemingway, Spencer Rattler. That's three good names. Holy shit. That is honestly like a name you would have created because 10 years ago yesterday was the last NCAA college football game to be released until the, the new one next year. And I almost yeah. did a story, but I was like, man, I would bore the Ole Miss Spirit people to tears if I did this. Go through each position back when the last game was released, the highest-ranked player at each position, and then forecasting what those players would be now. Ten years ago? Yeah. Only ten years ago? Okay. Ten years ago yesterday. Tennessee, Joe Milton third, uh, Amari Thomas, Jacob Warren, Texas A&M, Fidel Diggs, McKinley Jackson. He still might transfer to Ole Miss, though. That's the rumor. <laughs> And Aeneas Williams. Aeneas? Did I say Aeneas? Aeneas Williams? Aeneas Williams. Aeneas. Vanderbilt, Ethan Barr, Jalen Mahoney, and Will Shepard. Have you heard of any of them? They're all seniors. Well, Will Shepard's a dude. So there Other you go. Two? No. This has been another edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We both write for the Old Miss Spirit. OldMissSpirit.com and Affiliate of On3. If you haven't already, subscribe, break, review, talk of champions and iTunes, and when you do, or wherever you get your podcasts, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. I enjoyed it, man. Get fired up for Wednesday. I will. Get you fired up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.